The Pittsburgh Steelers are about to make their final roster cuts and finish their regular season roster for 2023. But before they do so, and in the process of creating their final team, the final group of players that they will send out onto the field in week one against the San Francisco 49ers, three moves are likely to be made. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtube.com slash Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Today, let's talk about three moves that I expect the Steelers to make before they finalize their 53-man roster or in the process of finalizing their team for the regular season. The first one is one that... We have talked about pretty much all summer, and it hasn't come into light in recent weeks and has somewhat dimmed in the headlines, but it is one that still makes plenty of sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the other two as well. Everything we've talked about all summer long has been things that the Steelers should do. They've just been waiting on doing. Well, they're at a point where we are two days away or just about a day and a half away from the final deadline of their 53-man roster, and I expect all three of these to be made. Number one is an offensive line trade for either Kevin Dotson or Kendrick Green. So we recorded this noon, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Was excited heading into Monday. Limited news. Thought we were good. Kevin Dotson, 8 o'clock at night. I'm sitting here at 7.54 p.m. right now. He's off to L.A., to the Rams. Just saying, for one, predicted it. Didn't predict the Rams, but predicted the call. So, sometimes good at my job. Two, thoughts on it. I think Kendrick Green's stock boosts, which should worry a lot of people, including the Pittsburgh Steelers, including Kenny Pick, including everybody else. I don't think Kendrick Green is a guy that necessarily has earned his place on the 53-man roster. That being said, the Steelers see something in this guy. They're going to continue to give him a shot. I think he is the top candidate to replace Kevin Dotson on the 53-man roster now that he's off to L.A. An outside signing I still think is a possibility and becomes more of a possibility. I didn't think it was one with Kevin Dotson on the roster. With him gone, I think that does boost the possibility of the Steelers bringing somebody in instead of keeping Kendrick Green. As for the trade itself, a fourth and a fifth round pick. I get it. You're getting up, giving up, excuse me, a fifth round pick and a sixth round pick. I think a quality trade. I look at this and say that not many people expected the Pittsburgh Steelers to pull off a fourth round pick. If anything, even if they were given up another pick, a fifth at max, I think a fourth is a really quality pick. You could find talent in the fourth round that you feel really good about right from the jump. A guy who was a fourth round pick was going to be your third stringer this season who didn't offer interior line versatility that much doesn't have center experience I think there are better options out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers and I think at the same time to be able to pull this off and get the load that you did from the LA Rams I would classify as a win the next is another option via trade but this time on the defensive line the Steelers have eight guys that all deserve roster spots I mean on any NFL team any one of these guys is not only making the team, but probably contributing. 
And I think if I had to guess in my final 53 man roster, Montrevious Adams is the odd man out. He just, he's very pass rush specific. Armand Watts is a bigger dude and he's younger. He could play all three positions. You're not going to get rid of Braden Fajoko. You're definitely not going to get rid of Isaiah Loudermilk. It just feels like Montrevious Adams is the odd man out. And there are a lot of people out there that say, well, keep all eight. Why wouldn't you keep all eight? In the NFL, you have to think about who holds the most value for all three phases. You can't have depth guys that are at the bottom of your depth chart that do not contribute to special teams. It just doesn't work out that way. So if you're going to keep all eight defensive linemen, you're going to miss out on a guy like Elijah Riley or Miles Boykin or Miles Killebrew, who, yeah, they might not contribute much on defense but or offense, but you need them on special teams. Defensive linemen don't offer much on special teams. In Montrevious Adams' case, he offers very little on special teams. But there are teams out there that are going to need a defensive tackle. And I think that if anybody in Pittsburgh holds some trade value right now, it is one of those defensive linemen. And I think the Steelers would be crazy not to shop all of them before that time is up. It doesn't have to just be Adams. It could be Armand Watts. I don't want it to be Braden Fajoko. I think he fills a really big need for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to just having a big body who's a really quality run stuffer who could also rush the pass when needed who could develop Keanu Benton. I just think that he he's worthy of a spot. He's probably the top of the list between the three of them. But you shop all three, or at least the two, and see if anybody's going to bite. Because I think somebody needs a defensive tackle. Again, I'm not totally sure who. But in the NFL, when cuts are coming in and guys are looking at their rosters and people are getting hurt, you're going to think, Oh, man, who has excess defensive tackles? The Pittsburgh Steelers have excess defensive tackles. And at 27 years old for Armand Watts and 28 years old for Montrevious Adams, those are pieces that you could still look at as, look, at this is a now and later guy. This is somebody that we could build into something. This is somebody that we could utilize as possibly a starter on our team. And I think both of them are quality players who possibly could be starters in the NFL this season on other clubs. Steelers should probably definitely could make trades for both of these guys. And I think one of them ends up somewhere else, no matter what, if the Steelers are smart, it'll be via trade so that they get some compensation for either one of them. The third one is something I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks that I think is a must for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point that I think the Steelers are starting to acknowledge. And at some point we'll make a move on. It's about finding the right option to replace them or to fill the void. And those options will continue to grow over the next 24 hours. But for right now, I see two possible solutions. But I think it's a must for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is to sign a new corner. They don't have a fourth cornerback right now. They wanted it to be Corey Trice coming into the summer. They wanted James Pierre to be a fifth guy and earn a roster spot. They wanted Luke Barku to compete after a strong XFL season. Neither of those things worked out, and Corey Trice got hurt. So at this point, the Steelers are stranded. James Pierre has some, for some reason, regressed. No explanation there. Luke Barku, I mean, it's tough. But these XFL guys, they're exciting in the XFL, but there's also a reason that they play in the XFL, and I think you see that from time to time. But the Steelers don't have a fourth corner, and they have to sign somebody. And there will be people that say, oh, well, 
you know, for right now, I'm going to chalk in James Pierre. The Steelers won't do that. The Steelers will not just chalk in James Pierre just because they have to. They will find another option. There will be other options. I think the Steelers already have two of them. The first one just got cut. The other one has been on the market all summer. The Steelers have familiarity with him. He was in Pittsburgh last season. There are huge question marks about this guy and his health. But if he is healthy, I think he's an option if he's cheap enough. That's William Jackson III. That's a guy who was here last season, practiced for like two days before he ended up on IR for the rest of the year. He's got back issues that are super concerning. I get that. But he also has a ton of starting experience. He plays man-to-man coverage really well. When he is healthy, he's a quality option for any cornerback room, not just the Pittsburgh Steelers. So someone somewhere is going to be looking for his talents when they need them. It's about his health. Can he stay healthy? I'm not totally positive he can. The Steelers doctors will know way more than I do, but to bring him in for a quick workout and say, hey, are you healthy? And have guys evaluate him, worth the time, in my opinion. He's a guy that, If he's cheap enough, he is the best fourth corner that you could possibly have. If he could stay healthy is an option that you're not putting a ton of pressure on. You're not putting a ton of risk out there. He's going to play minimal snaps in a game. I just think that he's a good option. Again, health concerns are there. If you could limit those health concerns and if the Steelers feel good enough on those health concerns, much like they did with other guys like Larry Ogunjobi, then you sign him. And you say, hey, look, this is the best option we could possibly have. This is a guy that on most other teams would come off the bench much earlier than the fourth guy. And in Pittsburgh, if he's willing to take that role, I don't see why not. Another option is a guy that just got cut from the New York Giants. His name's Darren Evans. He plays a little bit of everything in the defensive backfield. I'm not totally sold this guy is NFL capable. What I am sold on is that he does make plays. And he's made more plays in the preseason than James Pierre or Luke Barku have. And that's all the Steelers are looking for. Young talent who they could build on. And I think you already know where the ceiling of James Pierre is. And Luke Barku, I'm not totally sure what it is, but you know that the floor is pretty low. This is a guy that in preseason action made some plays. He was also labeled dubs at some point. But is a guy that at one point the Giants thought of as as a person who can make the roster, a player who could contribute, a spark to a young defense that they were excited about. I've talked to people who believe Darren Williams has or Darren Evans, excuse me, has some real talent. Again, I don't know the level of that talent. I have not watched enough Darren Evans film to say that, oh, this guy is the option for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think he's a good early example of guys who are getting cut that the Steelers could say, well, let's take a chance here and see if this guy has more potential than James Pierre. And it's not taking a risk. You want to know why it's not taking a risk? Because you already know what you have in James Pierre. And he went from here to here this summer. So you might as well just find somebody that at bare minimum starts, this is James Pierre, starts here and could go up. You don't have to be a ton better than James Pierre's ceiling. You just have to be higher than where his floor is right now or where maybe a ceiling is right now and be able to grow. That's who you need as that fourth corner. You need a young guy who's capable of developing, who is going to put everything he's got into special teams, who's going to fight to earn and stay on a roster. 
James Pierre was once that dude. He's not that dude anymore. If the Steelers could go out and get a veteran like William Jackson and he could stay healthy, that is the best option you could possibly have. If they got to go young, there will be more examples and more options for them over the next 24 hours, but it's a good start here. Either way, those three things I expect the Steelers to engage in over the next 24 hours. And I see all three of them taking place. And the Steelers to add some draft picks, maybe sign a new offensive lineman, and most certainly, without question, add to their secondary. And I think if they do all three of them, their 53-man roster looks very, very good with very limited questions. And even those new questions that arise are small enough that it's not a real concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This 53-man roster looks real good. They just got to put the finishing touches on it.